4 o'clock football frenzy is presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. All right, here we go, 4 o'clock hour football frenzy is here. You want to check out live video, we're up on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. You can comment. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. You heard it. Silver 7s is the site. Before we get to the frenzy, a couple of important notes. We'll get some of the details out on the Golden Knights schedule. We know their home opener, Kraken. So we'll get to the odds on that one. Odds are already up at several places around town. I saw some of the, uh, is this Denver media that you retweeted? Yeah, Denver media pointing out that uh, the Avs, We'll be here on the 27th of December, day before, Broncos and Raiders. All right. It's a nice little road trip. <laughs> Pay up, Denver. Pay up. We're getting our money. We also, he also were going back and forth because somebody immediately told them, hey, good luck parking at either of those events. And well, he said, oh, Uber. And then I responded, oh, yeah, I forgot. You haven't been here in a yeah, while. Yeah. No, you won't. Uh, but that one's really significant, Adam, because, yes, that can still be a big week here in Vegas, but right now near New Year's, not the beginning of the week. Yeah, always so now, always big. So now we've got something to kind of carry right after Christmas into, like, Monday, Tuesday. How cool is that? That'll be nice, very nice, and hopefully that's something that continues. You get that game in between, that that week in between Christmas and New Year's, get it a home game would be nice for the city. Uh, we've been talking different football stories throughout the show. We'll get back to what could happen to Big 12, the Mountain West, the AAC, the SEC, the Big Ten, now that there's rumors out there that Texas and Oklahoma want out or looking around again. So that's coming up. Also, the NFL rules that were released to some of the uh, media members today, some updates on COVID policy with unvaccinated players when it comes to outbreaks and game movement, game postponement. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Another part of that is not only if you uh, have a forfeit, you don't get paid. Your entire team doesn't get paid. The other team doesn't get paid. That seems a little bit goofy to me. And the, I, I thought this was going to come at some point. Wait, the NFLPA agreed that both teams get penalized? Matthew Judon, who is now on the Patriots, said the just a couple minutes ago, actually earlier this afternoon, the NFLPA effing sucks. That was <laughs> all he said. So I assume it was in relation to that or... I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got concerns about the actual vaccinations. I would imagine it's that. That seems to be what the what the reactions are. Because here's the thing: think how much the Raiders last year were in violation of protocols, were having issues, were on the list, and all these other things. Right? How many games would they have forfeited? Zero. And so I think that's important to remember. Because I got some texts and some emails right when this was announced. That were like, oh, the Raiders got to bet the under. They would have lost like five games last year on this. No, they wouldn't. Nah. None. None. And that's why it's getting hyped up a lot today. But I've right. seen that note from several people. It was close in a couple of cases. Sure. But there wouldn't have been cancellations. It would have been cases like what you know the uh, that Raven Steelers game that had to be pushed back to like a Wednesday. That would end up being a forfeit instead of. And that's only well, if they can't rearrange it. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, it is interesting that Craig Thompson, the Mountain West, said. If you're not ready to play at the scheduled time. Right. So they're not moving times. Because you remember the Raiders had to move times a couple of times. Yeah, but that was only because of TV. That wasn't, that wasn't because of any other issue. They moved so TV the time. could have gone through with it. 
Right. They brought, bo- could have rolled the dice because TV was worried that the game might go down completely. Right, because they need a Sunday night game on television. Right. And the Raiders game, there were some questions whether they could play, and it was scheduled for prime time. So on Wednesday of that week, NBC was like, we need to make a decision. Are we playing this game or not? They weren't 100% sure it could be played. So they moved it to an afternoon time. They actually moved it up because they didn't want to have it isolated at prime time and then have it pushed back. Uh, so so that was, a, that was a case where they, you know, it didn't have to be done. Um, there was zero games last year. And remember, the, it was that game, the Chiefs game. There was a bunch of players on the list. They ended up playing and being fine. Um, there were some coach issues. Uh, and from what we were told by John Gruden, the entire coaching staff is vaccinated. But there was coach issues in the Chargers and the Dolphins game. So there was a bunch of issues last year, but none of the games would have resulted in a forfeit. Uh, there was only a couple of games around the league that would have been impacted by this rule. And now we're at a, at a place where, you know, over 75% of players are vaccinated. So I don't think this is going to matter at all. I don't think that we're going to see a case where this actually impacts a game and somebody forfeits. But it's a message to players. One more message that says, hey, you don't want this to happen. You don't have to worry about it. There's an easy way to fix this. Because I see other people say, oh, even if you're vaccinated, you can still get it. True. Breakthrough cases. Th- those happen. But the hospitalization rates and the uh, seriously illness serious illness rates are very low on that, and you don't you aren't subject to this. So it, what they're saying is, sure, you could still get sick, but this rule is not going to apply to you if you're vaccinated. So there's an easy way to not worry about this rule. Do you have a list of candidates out publicly or in your mind for the Raiders' president's gig? Because. Uh, Lewis Riddick, who interviewed for a bunch of GM jobs in the offseason, is with ESPN, is doing Monday Night Football, did send out a tweet the other day, team president positions don't come open very often. Hashtag Raider Nation. Is he shooting a shot there? Maybe. Uh, maybe just pointing out that, you know, it doesn't happen. I mean, no, I don't really have it. And, you know, I think the, the misunderstanding, because I did see a lot of people, and we talked about this the other day, but just to reiterate it, this is not a football position. So this is not like... Oh, there might be a fast-rising GM or something. Like, no, this is not This is not a football position. This is a business position. Uh, so, I mean, you, you look at maybe executives in the gaming industry and um, just people around town, that sort of thing. People, I guess, around the league on the uh, operation side, not on the, on the football side. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be interested in this job. You know, living in Las Vegas, a great job within the franchise, but... Uh, I wouldn't be looking at, like, former players or coaches or anything like that. It's a totally different position. Let's do a giveaway right now. 364-1100, It's caller 11, caller 11, call, uh, caller 11. Lunch for two, Porta Subs is hooking you up. You get two Porta Subs, All-American combos, turkey, ham, bacon, provolone. You got the uh, pepper jack, pepperoncini bread, all grilled to perfection. You get your choice of chips. And the drink. You get two of these combos. It's the Porta Subs All American Combos. Caller 11 364 Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702 577 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune up today by calling 577 2600. Milwaukee! Yeah, I got it to turn the trophy back to the team. I, I stole it. Can I have, please? A 50-piece Mac Minis, chicken minis, yes. And um, let me have a large drink, no ice, half Sprite, half lemonade. Oh, my goodness. Let's go! 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 Let's go!
I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. There was so much in that video. Jan is pulling up to Chick-fil-A. From the order, the drink, the fans going crazy, the person taking the order having no idea that it's Giannis. Kind of a big star in Milwaukee. Uh, Curtis Terry is with us. Let's break down the NBA final. Start looking ahead because this is some of the best times in the NBA, the draft, and then free agency. Holy cow, it's coming. What's up, Curtis? Steve, Adam, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. Uh, what was most intriguing on that drive through trip for you, for Giannis, was it First of all, Adam, did he was he even naming the right product? No, he called them McNuggets. Yeah, he was McNuggets. Was it the drink? Was it the fifty piece? Was it the person taking the order not knowing who Giannis was? Uh, we should also mention he says he stole the Larry O'Brien trophy from the Bucks for a little while. A lot of good stuff there. Yeah, no, I, I like how he called them the McMinis. Um, I've never heard him call the McMinis before. Uh, I, I think shout out to Giannis for that one and the fact that he stole it. Um, he, he earned it. He earned the right to, to steal that piece of hardware. Uh, and what it reminds me of is, is back in 2011 when Jason, my brother Jason Terry and the Dallas Mavericks, when they beat the uh, Miami Heat for the NBA championship. Um, because after that, it's kind of a, a whirlwind. I know they go out, they're drinking a lot of champagne, they're having fun. But the day after, Jason showed up to the Bentley dealership in Dallas um, in nothing but um, a bathrobe with stunner shades on um, and with a cigar, looking to spend his bonus money before they actually uh, secured it. Uh, but that's what it reminds me of, guys going out there having fun. Um, and just relishing in, in all the hard work they put in to pay off with that Larry O'Brien trophy. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm going to go back even to the video. And did he go half Sprite, half lemonade? Is yeah. that a thing? I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I could get away with it. I don't know if the wife will allow me to, but I might have to, to take my son and pack him up. And we might have to head to McDonald's and see if we can get away with ordering 50 McMinis um, with, the, with the soda with, with no ice. Half lemonade, half Sprite. Um, they might look at me like I'm crazy, but it's, it's worth a shot. <laughs> so uh, other than the Chick-fil-A order, which I am intrigued by the 50 McMinis or McNuggets or whatever he was getting there, um, how will this championship be remembered for Giannis for you? Ah, man, I just think it's kind of the culmination. I think of, of everybody from where he came from back in the 2013 draft, and, and everybody's like, there's no way this kid's from Greece. Um, he, he's thin, he's wiry, nobody's really heard of him. There was a lot of scouts, you've seen all the, the takes pop back up now from years ago saying they don't think he's going he's gonna to make it regardless of how good he is. Uh, and just the perseverance with him being able to, to push through all of this. Um, and I mentioned my brother Jason, his time with the Mavericks. He also spent two years uh, with Chris Middleton, with Giannis, um, and the Bucks when Jason Kidd was the coach. Uh, and he always raved about just the, the work ethic of Giannis and how he was so good now and just wait until he continued to develop and physically got bigger and stronger learned to, to play and enforce his, his will on people with his body. Um, and now his, his just inside dominance is coming along. And so I think it's earned. And people talk about teaming up with super teams, and Giannis was against it. He stood his ground, and hopefully other guys will look to do that and, and kind of just get back to that old-school mentality of this is where I'm at and, and try to make it happen my own. Uh, because I think it's a lot more fun when you get two teams like this in the NBA Finals, aside from the favorites that everybody expects. So, you know, what <laughs> – where does he go from here? I mean, obviously, he, you know, he won this title. Uh, he got through, uh, you know, not the toughest uh, of, of situations because the, the West was a little weakened by some injuries. He got through the Nets without injuries. Like, is this team good enough going forward to continue this or do they have to make some significant changes to stay at the top? Uh, I think they're definitely going to have to continue to improve. But, again, I think when you add Drew Holiday into the mix, 
and Chris Middleton and Giannis and those three guys, kind of their core, having the success and thinking, wow, this is what we've done in kind of year one. What can we do if we continue to build this thing up? I think they're going to continue to get better. Uh, Lopez, obviously, I don't think he's going to continue to play a long time and have a huge impact, but having that kind of guy in the locker room. Um, and a guy that I think just that was would, would have been even more fuel to the fire for them, Dante DiVincenzo. Adding him back into the mix, continuing to develop their young guys, uh, and, and going through the draft and free agency. I think they, they've definitely got a shot. Obviously, the West is going to continue to retool. But out East, the, the prime the prime number one target to have to go to is going to continue to be the Brooklyn Nets with their big three. Uh, but it, it should be fun. Having parity in the NBA always makes it more exciting. And hopefully we can just get back on this regular rhythm of the NBA season starting end of October, beginning of November, and ending this thing in June just to, to get a little balance back in everybody's lives. Bucks have to add more shooting, don't they, on the wings? Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? You can't, you can't, you can't have an injury to a guy like DiVincenzo, and then all of a sudden, you know, Connaughton was all right, but you got to have some some depth in terms of building a team that can fire from deep around Giannis. Yeah, you definitely do, and I think that's the one thing they showed. Middleton was able to get it going. Drew Holiday struggled at times from the outside. Connaughton, a guy that we talked about Steve, with, with JVT in terms of he's a great athlete, wasn't the, the best standstill shooter, but he came along as the, as the playoffs continued, his, his role increased. Uh, but you're definitely going to have to get some more shooters. Now they've got Sam Merrill on the team. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to be able to come in. Uh, but like a Seth Curry, someone like to, to that extent to where you can come in just spot up and shoot, maybe shot fake one or two dribbles to loosen up that defense because now with the dominance of Giannis inside, teams are going to continue to pack and make him score from the outside. And if you can drive, kick, get guys to create, knock down some shots in the perimeter, that's going to continue to make them um, so much more dominant and feared uh, coming through the NBA next year. What do you do if you're CP3? Man, you got to get out of town. And we talked really? about this a couple weeks ago, Steve, with, with, uh, with JBT when we were out over there. And I was like, I think he might bolt. And you guys are saying no. You talked about maybe he retires. I think he's gone. I think this was the best that they were going to get with this group. Uh, he almost had it. I think he tightened up once they got that 2-0 lead and felt the pressure. Um, I see him opting out, and I see him, uh, me, I think best bet for him would try to be team up with LeBron. I think they both got a couple years left at best. Try to go over there and see if they can give it a run. Uh, otherwise, I think it's going to be hard for Chris Paul to continue to have this type of impact if he has to continue to shoulder the load like he did the last two seasons in OKC and out here in Phoenix. Is LeBron ready to be less ball dominant and start moving to his natural area on the floor, which should be in the paint more often? You know, play a four who can stretch, but you don't have to have the ball all the time. No, I don't think so. I think when you're younger, I think he was he was more willing to give up the ball and share it with Chris Bosh, share it with Dwayne Wade when he was with the Heat, even share it with Kyrie uh, when he went back to Cleveland. Uh, but I think when he gets older, I think in his older age, I think he's going to want to to feel like he's in control, and it's going to go down to his way. And when you go with a guy like Chris Paul, Chris Paul's got to have the ball in his hands to be successful. We saw that when he was with James Harden on the wing. He's not as successful if he's not having the ball and making plays. And Russell Westbrook, he's got to have the ball as well. He's got to be able to put pressure on the defense in transition in the open court. Uh, And he's not a guy that you're going to want to spot up and and play off the wing, off LeBron making plays. Um, So I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't know if you want to give up Kuzma and Talon Horton, Tucker. I like him. He's a guy that they can really grow on. But I think in the back of their minds with the Lakers, they got to remember that LeBron's 36. Uh, I think he's got this coming year and next year on the contract. Uh, And so kind of do you you put all out there for now and and go for broke, or do you kind of try to have one foot in, one foot out, and you try to retool for, for planning life without LeBron here coming down the road? Curtis Terry, former Rebel, is with us. All right, let's get into important stuff. Movies. 
<laughs> First of all, we've had a big argument all week on the show about Space Jam 2 versus Space Jam 1. You saw 2. Thoughts? And I don't want to sound like a hater. Um, I, I, like, I like Space Jam 1. I think LeBron is my, I mean, Jordan is my GOAT, the best player ever, in my opinion. Grew up on that movie, obviously, with Bugs Bunny and the crew. Uh, me and the family, Friday night on HBO Max, we watched Space Jam 2. The kids loved it. I was a little bored by it. Uh, I think LeBron's credit is great that he, he revived this for the kids and for that generation. Uh, his, his, his acting doesn't do it for me. I love when LeBron is animated, when he was in the movie Smallfoot. His cartoon animated uh, characters are great. I love them. So when that part of the movie, uh, he was animated, was great for Space Jam. Uh, but it just didn't have the same impact, the same feel to me. Now, my kids loved it. They've watched it three times since then. So I don't want to be a hater. Uh, but it, it just didn't, it didn't do the trick for me, and I know it's not about that, but at the same time, I'm going to give my opinion, so I'm going Space Jam 1. So you've seen it too much. That's the problem. I don't know, man. I mean, my, my kids have watched it three times. I've peeked in a couple times, but again, the, the favorite parts I have are when he's animated. So when he's back in Toon World and he's animated, I think LeBron's got a great cartoon character voice uh, because when he's in, in human flesh and he's acting, it just doesn't match up with me because, again, he's a basketball player, not an actor. Um, but I'll, maybe I'll give it another shot this weekend. I'll watch it again in full um, and try not to be as, as opinionated or, or biased, but it's, it's, it's Michael Jordan and Space Jam for me. Also, you're seeing this as, as an adult, which, which probably right. does change the perspective because I would make the argument, listen, I, I know there's an argument between LeBron and MJ as a player. Uh, I'm on the LeBron side. You sound, sound like you're on the MJ side. I don't think there's a debate as an actor. Jordan stunk. And LeBron actually can act a little. Ah, man, Adam, I don't know. I think LeBron can act when he's animated. So I think he's a good voiceover character. (laughs) I'll give him that. Uh, Even furthermore, I think the Space Space Jam, the original Space Jam soundtrack, is much better to me. I mean, maybe because they're they're sentimental, they're nostalgic. Uh, But this New Age rapping on on some of these these songs on on the Space Jam 2 New Legacy soundtrack, they're way over my head. I just don't get them. I don't understand what you're saying. So maybe I'm just old, man. I'm outdated. We got to we got to give me a fountain of youth somewhere. You know, it's great. You're right. The, the The first Space Jam soundtrack was amazing. I'm trying to think. The first song in Space Jam Two was like a hit. I was like, oh, okay, because I think it might have been Ghetto Superstar. Right. Might have been the first song to play, and I was like, okay, like now we're we're getting into some good music, and then it did fall off after that. So that is that can be part of it too. I think Elmer Fudd, Elmer Fudd, I think he did, a, he did a little solo rap. I think that was probably the most entertaining part from a musical standpoint. But other than that, I was Actually, off. I'm with you, Curtis. Uh, I thought the, the second movie was too complicated. I got bored at times. <laughs> yes, LeBron's a better actor, but they wrote him a, a You're crappy. 60! I understand that! <laughs> but I, lo- I, I, I watched, Curtis, just so you know, I'd never seen one, ever, until this last oh. weekend. So I watched Space Jam 1 one day, and I watched Space Jam 2 the next, and I thought I would hate Space Jam 1, and I actually liked it. I like the simplicity of it, and I think for old guys, you make the connection when you see Ewing and Sean Bradley and, you know, Barkley and Muggsy Bogues and LJ. It was just, it was cool. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was, you could tell it was a kid's movie. This one was like so next level. What is it? Again, I, I got it wrong the other day. What is it? The server verse? The server verse. The server verse was yeah. like screwing me up. I'm like, this is, I'm not smart enough to understand what's going on here. So you got to tell the audience, what were you watching the other night? that then prompted you to go to uh, Twitter and you put out a list of, like, your top five rom-coms. And you know what? And, and I knew we were going to hit on this. Ari obviously brought it to light the other day. Um, I wasn't even watching that. Actually, I think I was laying in bed and my wife was watching The Bachelorette. I'm not even going to lie. But I was scrolling through Twitter, and Matt McKay Jr., 
um, the founder of Pro Insight, who's a scouting service, former NBA scout for the Hornets and the Blazers. He just kind of continued the conversation. It seemed like he had a dinner of his top five rom-coms. Well, I'm laying there. I watch him. I've been with my wife for 10 years. We've been married for eight coming, coming August. And so I watch rom-coms. I mean, I'm, I'm in touch with my, my inner emotional sensitive side. We watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Um, but I had to give my input because there's some of them that are great, like uh, The Breakup, Couples Retreat, Knocked Up, Ride Wars, Bridemaids. That's the kind of rom-com guy I am. I've got to be able to have my laughs and my chuckles and have those sensitive, soft moments as well. Um, so that's kind of where it stemmed from. So, so Ari put me on blast and brought that one to light. All right, I'll, I'll run down some, give a thumbs up or down on them. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love, I think, is the best one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you, okay. you can't beat that one. I, 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 that one's for sure. He had that one in his list, so I didn't want to double up. Okay. Thumbs up. Uh, what about Definitely Maybe? Yes, I get my answer for that one is Definitely Maybe. I don't <laughs> okay. know. It's, it's Yes and no. It depends on the mood kind of as well. Um, I'll walk in the room sometimes and my wife will have some on, and I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. But then I sit down and I find myself chuckling at it. Um, so I'll definitely, maybe that's a good one. Okay, and then the last one I'll throw out because you said it. Can we count the breakup? Because I feel like I love the movie; it's great, but like it's not traditional rom com. It certainly doesn't follow the, you know, the typical path yeah. of it. And there's, the ending is certainly not happy. So I don't know if we can count it. Yeah, I think it starts out it's, it's it starts out romantic, right? It's it's all about the love and, and everything that he's doing with his with his tour, um, him and his brother. But then obviously it goes south there very quickly. Um, <laughs> but Vince Vaughn keeps it real. I like Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, she, she's timeless, doesn't age. Uh, but then again, you add Jason Bateman in there. I mean, there's a lot of sneaky characters in there that make that movie that much better. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely a rom com, and that's probably one of my top, my top two for sure. Good deal, Curtis. Great job. Thanks, fellas. Steve, we're going to have to get you a list next time. <laughs> yes. Oh, and rom-coms? I'm, I'm going to get to a couple. I'm going to get to a couple. We'll see you later. All right, guys. Take it easy. Not Thanks, to boot him off the air, but I figured it's easier to do him with him off the phone. Um, you know I'm going to go back a little ways. Of course. Yeah. I don't think you're going to know any of these movies. Okay. Any shot? No, probably not. Uh, one is Silver Streak, which was awesome. I saw that probably, I just saw it two, two weeks ago. Gene Wilder. Jill Clayberg, Train, rom-com. Um, and actually, some of these are kind of, they're like edgy kind of mystery. You know, they're like kind of crime drama mixed in with it. So Foul Play was a really good movie with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. Uh, first time I think I saw a, a, uh, an albino in a movie role. Whitey Jackson was the character's <laughs> okay. name. Okay. Um, that, I don't think that flies, no. Can't say albino or Whitey Jackson. I think Whitey as the albino name probably doesn't name work. Whitey Jackson. <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, people are going to love this, and it, you know, it's uh, paying homage to a, a local Vegas legend, uh, Valley Girl. You ever see Valley Girl with Nick Cage? No. It's your friends, Julie. It's your friends. It's a stupid line from it. <laughs> no idea what you're talking yeah. about. And uh, I did you guys mention this one? Hundred percent rom com. Now two, shaky. J- two was just out. But the original, Coming to America, Ugh. rom-com. I mean, it's a loose definition, I feel like. It's but, on many lists. But, I mean, I was looking I was looking through some other ones. Uh, what did uh, – he, he just threw out, like, bridesmaids. Curtis did. I'm like, I, first of all, I didn't like it. You did, you did – or you did notice that I didn't say anything the entire time because who's tied to most of the movies that he mentioned? Schlubby. Schlubby? Yeah. Apatow. 
Oh sure, yeah. I can't. You, take you do it. knocked up on there. I can't. I can't take because it. I feel like knocked up is straight comedy, not rom com. But I mean, it, it's a loose definition. We had like about six days there where sports was a little bit light, where you could watch some stuff. That's it. We're out. Football's back. We got everything. We got all the other stuff to get to. I was looking at a list and I saw like Silver Linings Playbook on like top rom coms, and I was like, okay, if we're throwing that, that's the best one ever. If if we're throwing that in there, good movie. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know how to define it. It's tough. There's to be like a tiny bit of comedy in there. Sure. Just a couple of chuckles. Yeah. And then you're good to go. Even if the people are shooting at each other. They chuckled a couple of times. It's a rom-com. I feel, like, I feel like it's too funny to be a rom-com. The phone lines are open. Join the conversation on Cofield and Company now by calling 702-364-1100 or tweet us at Cofield and Co. One owns a meat slicer, the other an air fryer. It's the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. Brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Oh yeah, meat slicer's been on fire lately. Oh, I got a beef log the other day, sliced it up. Lovely. All right, some important updates. I've never partaken in any of the free NBA food giveaways. Have you? Uh, no. The latest one was what? Taco joint with a comeback? Yeah. Uh, any team uh, came back from a halftime deficit to win a game in the finals, you got a free item from that said fast food place. Which one is it? Taco Bell? Yeah. We weren't going to pop it. I don't know. Okay. I know it's not, it's not going to be Del Taco. You get nationally. like a free uh, nacho or loco taco or whatever today. You going to do it? No. Why not? You're not eating for, that stuff, or it's I'm just not, too yeah, much I'm of not, a hassle. Yeah, I'm not really eating tacos, but at the same time, like I, I'm. How long is the line? I, I, I'm not going to sit sit in line. You're very picky now. You're very picky. I am. All right, no freebie for Adam Hill. No, I think it, like in college, I probably would do something like that. Just one taco? Would you leave? No, I think you, if you're going to go take advantage of that, you got to you got to order a couple things. What percentage of people get more than just the one taco? 95%? I was going to say 60. It's 64. You think 40% pull up and they're like, I'll just have that free taco. See ya. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Stop. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I hope not either. I hope I hope it's like 0%. But you know there's some people that are going to. I will promise you right now. I, I doubt my dad knows this is a thing. But I will promise you, if he does, he will go get a taco. He doesn't really even eat Taco Bell, but he would go get a taco for free just because it was free and then just move on. Who would? My dad. Kurt does that? He is the cheapest individual that's ever walked the planet, I think. Wow, and you're around me. We argued one time because (laughs) we were at a restaurant in Michigan. I'm sure people know of the place called Big Boy. It's a big thing in the Midwest that's been around. And they had a thing where, like, if you order an entree, you can get the salad bar for it or whatever. And I was just ordering salad bar. I wasn't getting an entree. And he was like, oh, he's like, just, I'll get the entree, and then you get the salad bar with it. I was like, that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. So he's a prime candidate to pull that OG scan that we talk about all the time. Oh, yeah. That, uh, our, our friends who were Olive Garden servers had to deal with people coming in and always wanting the salad and the breadsticks and nothing else. Yeah, they'd be like, I'll take the free salad and breadsticks. Like, no, that's with an entree. They're like, no, somebody else is ordering an entree. Like, no. They get the salad and the right, breadsticks. Right. You don't. Right. 
Got to police that. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent my dad. I know. I, I I know you get upset about lots of things that you you witness, right? Oh, um, yeah. Tell me if I'm off base on this one. I feel like there are times when there are women in sports who post something like kind of chuckle chuckle, and then the image I get after that with the comments is you remember the, the scene in the night at the Roxbury, right? Where are they the Batabi brothers, right? Yeah. And like they, they're in the club and all of a sudden they get a chicken between them and they're like bruh, bruh, like they're like frenzy dancing on her. Like like she's like, What is going on? I feel like that happens sometimes and I felt like that happened the other day to Stormy, but I think I might be overreacting. Stormy Bonatoni. I think she posted yeah. a simple thing. Did you see this thread? Sure. It was really quick. A simple thing that she'd been eating, like, just chuckle, chuckle. She'd been eating a lot of ramen lately, like college student level of ramen. And then, like, I, I do like our, I, I like our commenter, our fans, our listeners. But one of them, like, started to kind of, like, quiz her about, like, next level ramen. And I don't know. It just got weird from there. Am I wrong on this? I mean, I th- maybe it's because I know the personalities. I think you're right, and yeah, I think I think you're reading too much in because you know the people. Because uh, Mangano said, but do you make it your own with additions like egg, garlic powder, red pepper, etc.? Do we need a local ramen spot to name a dish after you? So many questions. Okay, and I kind of read it like I like like that's how I thought it was coming at, at her. And then Stormy's like, no, I just really like the chicken and beef seasoning packets. Right, but I mean, I I think people would send the exact same me- like I. I know why you think that okay. way, All right. but I also think a lot of times we because that does happen. A hundred percent, those things do happen uh, to like a lot of females in the public eye for sure. But then a lot of times it's the same. Like I will post something, get the same thing, and it nobody would read anything into it. You know what I'm saying? Are you saying you're cool? You're not creepy, but others are. No, I'm saying I I could post the same thing Stormy did, get the same responses. Oh yeah, and I wouldn't and think you anything wouldn't think it. anything of it. Yeah. It's just people that are in the public eye or people that, that they think they relate to because they hear them talk on the radio or they hear them on TV or, or anything like that. You think you relate to them, so you comment. Now, I think there are people that send those comments. I saw one the other day that I was Wait, like... hold on, hold on, hold on. Ooh. Before I get to it. Then someone asked her if she's doing okay. Like, she's eating ramen. Yeah, she, that she goes, I'm great. And, and the person, and it's a nameless person, goes, people post depression things and I get worried. Well, I think I think people associate ramen with depression. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm actually depressed. This is like the first four month period where I haven't had ramen fifteen times a week. I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoy it quite a bit. I mean, I I, I probably haven't had it, it in like go, three years. It goes back to the skyline chili thing. Like I like junky food and like a freaking bowl, and I love soup. Ramen's like the dream, but I never thought, like, if someone sees me, they're like, man, you're depressed, dude. You're having a lot of ramen. How about this? I heard a conversation, not to to steal somebody's material, but I heard a conversation yesterday that really made me laugh. Like, ramen, I think, is similar to tacos. Okay. In that a taco can be a very, very happy food or a very depressing food. What? So, think about it. Where are you getting this from? Think about it. Like, Taco Tuesday. We're all going out. We're getting tacos. Woo! Happy hour. Let's go. Fun. Uh, I'm going to get three tacos and eat them in my car in a quiet drive-thru. 
sad. That's not sad. It is sad. There's a lot of joy in that. No, it's sad. So I think... And ramen sad? Like sitting at home by yourself eating a thing of ramen? like. Or, you know what? I love ramen. I'm getting ramen. Or, it's dark. I'm going to turn the lights off. I'm going to eat this ramen. Probably not even put the the seasoning packet in there and just be depressed and eat it. I'm I'm not even going to boil it. I'm just going to eat the crunchy noodles. (laughs) Right. Yes. Well, you guys guys have an imagination. I don't, so... (laughs) I never thought of that. It's so true, though. I don't know. I just try to put myself in place of Stormy. It's like, I, I, I'm just making a comment that I've been eating a lot of ramen. But like, then people are sending fried egg ramen, you know, all these toppings, meats. That's also our fault. You know, put cheese on it. That's uh, our fault for, and then for of course, talking and then, so and much about the fancy ramen. And then, of course, come you know, coming over the top is Mr. Boring on our show, and he's like, oh, I'm with you. Then you have to have people supporting her. Oh, I'm on the plane with you. Okay, it's true. So, I read too much into it. Yeah, I think so. But then but, you, but then you took the mantle, and then you're talking about ramen being depressing. It can be, but uh, it can also be awesome. It could, it could be great. I mean, it, it could also be. I mean, I I usually associate ramen with being insanely drunk. So I feel like it could be. All right, uh, I had a great time at the bar tonight. Let's get some ramen or. Ah, my life sucks. I'm going to drink a bottle of whiskey and have some ramen. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. All right, big news of the day. A lot of it's hockey. Golden Knights schedule is out. We'll get to some of the details on that. Also, more reaction on the Kraken and the expansion draft yesterday. A little baseball happening right now. Uh, middle of the third. Red Sox-Yankees scoreless. You can bet in play. Red Sox minus 200. One final is in. 7-5. Detroit won as a minus 144 favorite. How is Detroit decent? How is Seattle decent? They've won seven straight. Uh, who is this guy? Eric Haas, Haas. What is happening here with the Tigers? I mean, don't look now. They're they're creeping up on five hundred. Five out of you know. It's, it, it's and they the, destroyed the Rangers in the series. Um, poor Joey Gallo. I think got one hit in the series. Did he? I think he was uh, was he zero for three today. Zero uh, for three with two runs. Like he's come out of the gates at like one for twenty four, two for. It, it's not. It's Uh-oh. not been good. I yeah, know. I've, I haven't gotten a batting average update from you in a while, so I figured not good. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> two thirty-one, but that's uh, today down to two twenty-eight. Damn it! Okay. Damn it! Uh, this is the first time I can remember in the longest time where you look at what the Tigers are doing and who they have, and you're like, okay, like there are some building blocks there because some of their young pitchers well, are starting to develop. Turnbull getting getting Tommy John sucks. That does, uh, but Mize has been good. Sure, um, but they actually like you see some of their hitter. It's not like thirty-year-old quadruple A guy. Right, they actually have. They're starting to develop some guys to build yeah. around. So, yeah, that's good. And and Hinch has been great. So, it's a it's a new era in Detroit. Yes, uh, Seattle is going to open here the Kraken against the Golden Knights. That's the first game of the season for both teams. You can uh, bet the game at many spots around town. Seeing opening odds of Knights minus two eighty. Okay, for the first game. Already, let's go. Seems to be a little Get your money uh, down. Seems to be a little built in uh, Vegas tax there. Uh, and, I mean, I just don't, you know, Seattle, I think a lot of people were expecting them to do some different things in the draft, and, and they didn't do what a lot of people expected. 
Uh, I think they left some of the better players out there because they wanted some salary cap space, and maybe they used that cap space and signed some guys. So total six weeks ago, a low, say, 67.5, 66.5 for the Kraken. Then we saw someone go crazy yesterday and post a 94.5 over under win point, uh, I'm sorry, point total. Now it's settled in, but it hasn't really settled in at one number because there's still a big gap at different books around the country. Yeah, for sure. Uh, people have different opinions, and you know they're, they're taking their stance a little bit, which you don't see very often, but I think you are going to see it more and more as more and more markets open up and more and more operators are, into the, uh, are in the mix. Like This is what a lot of sports bettors that I know have been talking about for a long time of you know, the, more, the more books are out there, uh, the more opportunities you're going to have, and, and you're going to see people you know, take their stance on certain things, and this seems to be one of them. It's leaving you opportunities. And if you – listen, I think a lot of people look at sports betting as, hey, I like to watch this game. I want to put some money on this game. and just It's recreational. But if you take sports betting seriously and you don't bet over 70.5 and, and under 89.5, you are going to fail as a sports better. I will promise long, long you that. Long term, you're going to fail. If you yes. miss opportunities like yes. that. Yes. I promise you that. All right. Another crossover fight. Exhibition, sort of celebrity fight. Is this official yet or not? Logan no. Paul and Anderson Silva, is it down the tubes? What's going on? In discussions. Okay. Let's hope it doesn't I, Why? I don't know. I, you do want to see it happen. It's fine. Do you think Anderson Silva is, one, incapable of knocking down, knocking out Logan Paul? And is there a risk because he, I mean, I would assume he takes boxing seriously and he doesn't act like, I'll be honest, I didn't see the, the fight against Chavez Jr., was he clowning half the time? I watched he it. outpointed him. Yeah, I watched he, it. Did he clown a lot, or did he just box? He he got into clowning a little bit, but he was okay. he was boxing. Do you think he's? Would he be motivated? I guess that's the problem but with the Paul brother fights is you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. If they're like, listen, fight, but don't embarrass him because we got to keep this freaking. We're going to give you a lot of money, but don't destroy him. Like I don't I don't seriously know if it's on the up and up. I still don't know what happened with Floyd. I mean, I kind of yeah. do. Yeah, but um, well, and Floyd knocked him out and then caught him and saved him. Um, it was weird. The whole thing is weird. And I, again, I'm not, I'm not anti people making money and going out and doing it. It's I just, mean, I, I want what I want is if you're going to be boxers, are you boxers or are you entertainers? If you're boxers, go fight the best boxers. Or if you're entertainers, then just say well, you're entertainers and don't pretend like you're serious boxers. In the case of Silva. Is he a serious boxer? I mean, I think he's. I think he's in it to make some money. And but I will tell you, offshore numbers that came out: Logan Paul's minus two hundred against Anderson Silva. Are we serious? Seems aggressive, right? And I know yeah. Chavez Jr. is a nightmare. He's yeah. He freaking missed the weight because he claims he didn't know what weight it was <laughs> this time. He's still a professional boxer, and it's not yeah. like he he did not destroy Silva. Silva outpointed him. Yeah, and it was so clearly uh, your question. Am I interested? Yes, I'm interested. You're, I mean, you, you seem to be all in. On I this. am. I am a sucker. I saw that the. Uh, well, I'm trying to keep track of where all these fights because we were going to get a bunch of them, and now we're not getting any of them. So Woodley and Jake Paul is Cleveland. Uh, there was rumors that the rescheduled Tiafimo Lopez fight was going to be on the card, same card as De La Hoya and Belfort. And now those have been split. I still don't know what's official with Tiafimo Lopez because they were trying to move it to Australia. His camp is like no blank and way. <laughs> and then I think uh, DLH and Belfort has now landed in L.A. On that yeah. same date, though. It's a nine, they're both supposed to be on September 11th. Yeah. And that, yeah, it's in L.A. And as you said, the Paul 
Uh, will they fight in Cleveland? I saw him doing some publicity photos around there. Like, I, I it's, we are now that now that we've got boxing, MMA, and then we've got this weird hybrid crossover stuff. We've got fights all over the place and interesting stuff. Our events here, though, like college basketball, we had more college basketball leaked out today. Did you see this one? Uh, I didn't see any today. No. All right. So here's what we already have. On December 18th, we have the CBS Sports Classic, UCLA against North Carolina, Kentucky, Ohio State. That's a T-Mobile. Uh, beginning of this, as far as we know, back to November 19th, your Wolverines against UNLV. Should be your Rebels, but, you know, we know you're a Fairweather fan. Uh, Wichita. Media. Uh, Wichita and Arizona, and then losers play losers, winner play winners. That's uh, November 19th and the 20, to the 21st. November 20, well, check that. November 26th is Gonzaga-Duke. Now, apparently, Gonzaga and UCLA are going to play here on the 23rd of November, a couple of days before that, but then they're also going to play the day before against unnamed opponents. So, I get, as it reads, Gonzaga is going to be here minimum the 22nd to the 26th playing three games. We're getting used to Vegas for, for their cool. tournament. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I, I think I said last week the the slate of games at T-Mobile this year is going to be better than the NCAA tournament. I think that could be accurate. It's going to be some good ones. Yeah, and there's probably going to be more added. All right, we got a big concert to talk about coming up in the Big Five, and yeah, we'll get back to the stern words. What do they really mean from the NFL saying, "Hey, COVID outbreaks amongst the unvaccinated. We are not forfeiting games. There's monies that are going to be lost. This is time to get serious." Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas.